didn't. I did, and they still think it's the doctor that did it. <sighs> oh, Vince, I cannot tell a lie. It is so wonderful to just be able to hang out in person together again. Oh, just thank you for having me, Brian. It's been a while since I've got to planeswalk to your office. Planeswalk? <laughs> you crack me up, you wry Brit. But please, tell me, how was your flight over? My flight? No, I just told you I planeswalked here. Okay, I may have exaggerated how funny that joke was the first time, but it wasn't my intention for you to make it a recurring bit. Wait, I haven't told you, have I? Tell me what? During lockdown, I had a near-death experience. I bumped into my Warhammer shelf where I store a gallon of cow's milk in a cast iron bucket for emergencies, and it fell towards me. Oh my God, were you hurt? That's what I need to tell you. As it fell towards my fragile English skull, I, my spark ignited and I planeswalked away. Vince, I was trying to let you down gently, but this whole I'm a planeswalker thing, it's stupid. Look, look, I'll show you. Ah! See? Dinosaur eggs from Ixalan. Cool, huh? Brian? Hello? Stop snapping at me. I'm just shocked, okay? And a little annoyed. And are those chicken eggs? Yeah, yeah. They, they evolve. Okay, no, no. Th th this is incredible. You can travel to any number of near-infinite planes throughout a multiverse. This, this is, this is... Such a godsend for commuting? Yes, yes, I agree. I, what, commuting? Yeah, it took a bit of practice, but I can jump all around the southwest for whatever I need, really. Weekly shopping, planes walk it home. If I fancy a walk by the sea, planes walk it down there. Or if I forget to leave my recycling bin out, I stick a couple of cans in my pockets, leave them in the blind eternities. I don't understand this. You have the godlike powers of a planeswalker and you're using it to take out your garbage and hang around England? That's the thing. I have traveled the multiverse now, but it just turns out that Earth is the least messed up place I've visited. But but the gothic glory of Innistrad. A semi-feudal hellhole with demons, devils, and bad beer. The ingenious glory of Kaladesh. Which has a global spy network of thopters that surveil your every action. The magical mysteries of Strixhaven? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm too old to be hanging around a school. Wait, I thought you were only 21. Yeah, I, I have been for years. But look, the, the point is, as messed up as Earth is, its injustices, its crises, the way that people and systems try to brush it all under the rug, Earth is still full of the most beautiful, warm, and precious places that I've ever visited. And some of the best people, too. Wow, that was beautiful, Vince. I shouldn't have been so hasty to question why you wouldn't leave this realm. Yeah, plus I keep stealing dinosaur eggs and the Gatewatcher chasing me for ecological crimes. Why do you keep stealing eggs? Brexit, Brian! We have no eggs! There's no eggs in England anymore! <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Dies to Removal, the Magic the Gathering podcast, where Pleasant Kenobi and myself talk about all things Magic the Gathering, and sometimes even, while in the same room, Vince. Been a while. It's <laughs> been 16 months. Something like that. It's been a, lot, a lot of things have happened in the wider world. Uh, let's not get bogged down too much on that, I guess. Let's not, but... Uh, <laughs> A lot has happened in magic as well. Yeah, yeah. And today we're going to be asking the question, is Commander better or worse than it was five years ago as a format? Now, it's obviously bigger and more popular than it was five years ago, but I want to just talk about the state of Commander and what's going on in sure. the format today. We've got channels doing gameplay video like crazy big and small even your youtube channel just yes. started a whole new commander in-person gameplay series yep. link in this video's description 
uh, uh, and it's not the only one. You are not the no, only Commander Gameplay no, I, channel. I, I'm following everyone else's lead. Um, <laughs> I've done Commander Gameplay in the past, but it's much better than it used to be. But yeah, it's the big new thing in this space. I say new thing. Everyone's been playing Commander for 10 plus years, yeah. right? Or longer. But yeah, Commander Gameplay is hot right now. People are making... I guess Commander content is probably the most common content within the Magic Sphere, right? Especially as, like, we've moved to Arena, paper players diminished a little bit because of other obvious reasons. Yeah, Commander is the, the hot stuff. But paper play and Commander paper play has not diminished, even though we were just in a pandemic. That's yeah. part of the reason yeah. why I want to be really clear as we start this episode, that what we're not talking about is the popularity or success. I mean, Commander is the most successful format right now. It's you kind of argue other, that point. Yeah. It's, it's impossible to do. But what's, what's the, if we take its temperature in terms of the health of the format, people's enjoyment of the format, the problems in the format, because there's a lot of great things about Commander and a lot of things about Commander that not only need to be fixed, but I might say can't be fixed Sure. But is that even a problem? That's what we want to talk about today is kind of the body and health yeah, of and, the format. Yeah, and with the popularity of it comes a lot of debate, discussion, outpour, and upset as well, right? Like, it's one of the most popular things to be discussed online is bannings and how we fix it and how we make the format better and so on and so on. And I'm going to argue that you cannot ban enough things in Commander to fix some of its inherent problems. We all just have to kind of pretend that the format doesn't have the problems that it has when we sit down at the table or it doesn't work. We've all made the choice to, well, many of us have made the choice to not run certain cards that we can sure. run because there are issues. But before we even get into that, I'm having people over again in small groups for game nights. We're gonna have one in your honor while you're out here. And I cannot think of a better way to play Magic the Gathering in a party or social group setting than Commander. Now at a GP or tournament like setting, absolutely, 1v1 Magic is where it's at, but I've got a couple pizzas, I've got some beers, uh, I've got friends coming over, and the idea that we all have our modern deck or our popper deck or our standard deck well, we all going to sit down one, uh, one uh, where are we going to find spots for all of us to, yeah. to sit down and have that? And then we trade off. It, it, we all get distance. We got five people in a room, 10 people in a room, and now it's just we're on groups of two. We're not talking. Yeah. We're not enjoying each other's M presence. Multiplayer is way better for that. There was, there was times when my friends and I used to get together. We used to, uh, we would play Gauntlets of Magic, uh, Modern or Legacy to prepare for paper tournaments. Sure. But like I said earlier with paper play, it's more like those events aren't there at the moment. Or they're just coming back and stuff. Yeah. Having a multiplayer scenario makes it a lot easier to get everyone in the room and play Magic together than, like you said, just splitting off into 1v1s. Doesn't really make a whole lot of sense for a social game. And Magic is a social game, right? Like. And what's interesting about that too is that the previous... Uh, leader, I, I feel, in non-kitchen table magic, as far as formats were concerned, really was like draft. And sure. draft is something you need eight people for. You could do it with six, but you need six to eight people to have a successful draft. But then you have the same thing happen, which as soon as that draft is done, everybody goes to other corners, builds their decks, and then it's, I'll pair off with you, you pair off with her, he'll pair off with him. And there's nothing wrong with that. That can be fun. I've been at draft parties, or that's what you do with the cube. Cube is great, mm -hmm. but it's not the same as just everybody brings their deck, sit down at the table. We can have somebody who is returning to the game and doesn't even have a commander deck, and we can toss them one. Yeah. And they can sit down and join us, whereas that person might hold up the draft while they're reading every card for the first yeah. time. Yeah. And that's not a fault on them, but it's it's not the same as just sit down, shuffle up, and play. Yeah, which accessible. commander is the only thing that allows that. And as someone who prefers, prefers the 1v1 experience, I do. I prefer playing 1v1. I can't imagine having a game night over here 
where it wasn't just like, yeah, bring your commander decks. I, I tried with you out here. I was like, maybe I'll get people to bring their legacy decks because I know you love yeah. legacy. I want to be a good host. And then people, some one guy was like, well, I have modern. I said, you don't have modern. You didn't have your modern. Well, I could have legacy. Yeah, exactly. So and there, there you go. But commander solves those problems so perfectly. Yeah, it's the mutual language for the majority of the community, in theory, right? There are right. some people that don't play commander, but commander is the mutual language that we all use to have the communal social games and stuff like right. that, 100%. In terms of those new returning players, or in terms of us having multiple decks, it used to be true five years ago that I could put a deck together for 40, 50 bucks that would do just fine. Do you think that's still true? Yeah, pre-cons, right? Like, <laughs> pre-cons are yeah, there's great. A, how many pre-cons are out there on the secondary market floating around? You can pick them up on eBay sometimes, the ones that don't spike in price and things, right. obviously. Pre-cons are that, right? They're the super easy entry point, and there's a lot of them over the years. But I meant build my own. I remember... Sure. I remember I could just grab some goblins, I could grab some burn spells, I could grab some And black, you still can. But when I sit down and you've got your Maelstrom Wanderer deck and he's got yeah. his Edgar Markov and she's got her Atraxa and she's got her Brea and then I've got Bogart Auntie with just with just 10 cent cards and not saying I don't have Dockside Extortionist in mind. Sure, sure. I don't have uh, uh, all those other cards and I put it together for 40 bucks of singles. Hell, I don't even know that the way they design pre-cons today that my little $40 Wart Bogart Auntie deck is going to fare that well against an out-of-the-box pre-con. Yeah. Pre-cons and, are and, getting really and powerful. Prices, prices are also driven by commander demand as well. So the cards you're mentioning, the powerful commanders and the staples and stuff, their price is driven by the demand, not in legacy, not in modern, not in standard, but by commander, right? And also things like EDH rec and similar things like that have, uh, have uh, and all the content I mentioned earlier, has absolutely exploded the knowledge base and the understanding of people about what is good and what is not. I would argue that your $40 Bogart Ram Gang mother deck, whatever, Raid Warp Mother, whatever, is wicked. And I think people should try and return to that as a self-policing fun way of doing it. Obviously, it can be difficult. It's about power levels and discussions of playgroups and stuff and some of the inherent issues with the format, which we're coming to, right? Yes. That, like a good preamble for that, I guess. And it's, it's no joke that uh, I do try and do those decks myself to a certain degree, but I, I, I finally gave up and I just put a dock side in because yeah. I, I wanted to play like, like for example, I have my uh, Brian Stoutarm deck fling and it's fun. And I had not souped that up in years and it just, it couldn't, I was well, here at the office playing games and not winning with them ever. And then I went out and I spent, I must have spent like three, four hundred bucks. Docksides, do you know how expensive like Docksides is? Yeah. Like yeah. And I and I was like, fine, I got to put a Docksides in it. I've got to put a this in it. I've got to put a that in it. And uh, I, I know yeah. the one where I was on camera didn't win, but actually it does. I, I, I had another game where I did beat everybody at the table and it was quite fun. And that helped it out a lot. Is that a problem that that it's like, oh, you need to have Docksides? I there. think Docksides is unique, not, not unique. It's part of a unique cast of cards that are, are problems like this, because they are ones that like you are obviously on a downside if you do not play them. Mm -hmm. It's not like uh, you're not playing the most premium removal spell, you know, like Assassin's Trophy or your Maelstrom Pulse or whatever. It's cards that are so above and beyond everything else. There's nothing remotely comparable to Darkside Extortionist. Right. And that's one of the problems of the format, is those designed for the format cards mm -hmm. become like Darkside, where mm -hmm. you, it's not even a cheap alternative, right? You've got Demonic Tutor and you've got Diabolic Tutor is the famous example. Four right. mana and two mana, right? Right. Darkside, what, what's the alternative? There's, there's nothing. Right. It's so above and beyond. It's similar to Solving in many ways. There's Except no, Sol Ring's $2. It's Sol Ring is $2 because it's been printed into the ground. That's right. a problem with the reprint policy of Wizards of the Coast, more so than the, the, the staples printed for the format. And this is where I would say how many red decks, pre, red pre-cons. We're getting pre-cons with every set now. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and how many red precons have we had since Dockside was created, and none of them had Dockside in it? Yeah. But you know what Dockside will be in? We've got triple masters or whatever it is. Yeah, uh, whatever the double next masters master two is, yeah. coming up. That's what they're saving it for because they need those big expensive cards to justify their premier sets, yeah. and they don't want to print it into the ground because that sells the but this But this is not. Uh, this video is supposed to be about Commander. That's not a Commander unique problem because you have it with Modern Horizons. Right. You've had it with all of them. Like so, like Force of Negation okay. is a good example, right? Force of Negation is a card that is played in every format. Right. It's phenomenal because all the Horizon cards are. Right. And then Horizons Two comes around, and we're like, we're gonna get a reprint. They're like, okay. no, it's in the it's in the special shifted slot, and the card is still now eighty bucks. Okay. Then what is a a, a unique to the format problem that isn't just reprints would solve this or better reprint management. Well, don't move on for Dockside because there okay. is that there is that <laughs> argument, right? That Dockside existing is a problem, right? Because it's a card that they've printed it, and now even if they've reprinted it to the point that's a dollar, you kind of still have to. It's, it's the ubiquity of format staples that are so good, right? Nothing else competes. I was already now. You can go back and you can watch my debate show with Josh Lee Kwai, where I literally in that show uh, said. That I did not like how they were take how the made for commander original cards were taking slots out of my deck, yeah. and and Josh strongly disagreed with me on that one. But uh, I was arguing that, and that was five years ago, probably exact, where yeah. I was seeing that trend where where even though Dockside itself had not been created, I saw there's no reason not to run so many of these cards. I think I I used the excuse of command tower where I was like, this is crazy. Every multicolored deck needs a command yeah, tower. Yeah. And and even if it's 50 cents or a dollar, now that's one less card to think well, about. There's self-moderation, right? So I don't play Cyclonic Rift, even in my most powerful deck, Touch Over, my favorite deck. Mm -hmm. I don't play Cyclonic Rift in it as like a, a stance, a hard stance, which is hamstringing myself a little bit, right? right. However, when it comes to playing decks that, so, so Cyclonic Rift has alternatives that are cheap or not as powerful, right? Your, your, your six mana bounce everything back to hand, whatever they're called yeah. from Ixalan. Dockside has no parallel. There is nothing that right. even does the same thing. This is, that, that's the problem I have. Because then at that point, you're hamstringing yourself. You're not even playing a, a cheaper or less powerful or diabolic versus demonic tutor again, right? It's just not an option. You're not playing it and you're missing out on a whole section that's arguably breaking the color pie in many ways. Red mm -hmm. shouldn't get this permanent mana ritual thing, right? Yeah, ritual treasures. So at that point, that's the problem is those cards that are uniquely so ridiculous. Smothering Tithe is the other one, right? right. Not in a Commander Precon, but still that's it's true. But there's just no alternative version of that for white, right? There's nothing, absolutely nothing. Right. That's the problem. When they do uniquely almost color pie breaking cards, that the design is the issue more so than the cost of the card or whatever. But I think you've inadvertently touched on what I think is a larger uh, issue that Commander is seeing five years later, where you mentioned that you make the personal choice mm. not to put Cyclonic Rift in. And I do the same thing with a lot of cards. There are a lot of cards that are on my list that I know that if I did put them in every deck or just even specific decks, that it makes the deck of a power level or speed that both I do not want and I feel other players at the table yeah. do not want. I'm trying to find that balance and I do lean a little bit more towards uh, a, a lower uh, level deck. It's what I enjoy, but people have to make that choice. And I see a lot of people get upset when we talk about things like, well, don't make your deck as optimized 100% yeah. as possible. I agree do not make that. And people say, why not? I thought the point of playing Magic was to win. And the point of playing Commander is the point of playing Commander to win. No. But the point of playing magic is the point of playing magic to win. Uh, in a 1v1 scenario, well, well sure. for the most part. But it's This is an inherent problem because there's no solution. I do not think, I have a video on this channel where I talk about rule zero 
and and I I I, I, I sat down with the I hate your deck uh, uh, guys, and we said rule zero is is a very good strategy, and I believe that, but I don't think it fixes the problem. It just helps alleviate the underlying problem that he wants to play to win and he doesn't. She wants the most optimized deck and she want, doesn't. And yeah. she says, you shouldn't just be running that card in, in your deck. And, she, and, and he says, why not? Yeah, I mean, th that's a problem inherent in most games though, right? I also have tournament scenarios where you are gunning for the most optimized type way to win no matter what. You see this in like, I like Warhammer, by the way. It's a thing that I've got really into via lockdown. You're going to hear about it a bit in this podcast, no doubt. But Warhammer's got the same thing where it's like, I want to take a unit that I think is cool. And you're like, and the rule of cool applies. You should do that. Same with uh, EDH. Play I play Suntai in every white deck. I probably shouldn't, right? Mm -hmm. But you do that because you like the card and that's okay because being the most optimal doesn't matter in a multiplayer have fun scenario. And that happens in the hobby gaming world as well. Where some people are like, cutting edge, I want to have the tightest, most efficient thing possible. And other people like me are playing like fluffy things, flavorful things. But is that accurate that Commander today, because five years ago it was, but Commander today, is it really just sit down, have fun, play silly things? It depends I, on your playgroup, right? It depends upon your playgroup. With other people in the same groups, mindset as you. Even within playgroups, we're starting to categorize things where it was like, okay, you got CEDH, you got Commander, and then it was, you got kind of cutthroat commander, and then you got casual commander. And then it's like, you have a deck. Sorry, can you use numbers on a scale, please? I don't then, understand. That's what we went to next. <laughs> no, but that, but did I remember, because five years ago, honestly, five years ago, the only thing, no one said anything about power levels. Yeah. No one said anything about a rule zero pregame talk. All people said was, take cards you think are fun, jam them in a deck, shuffle up and play. They really did. Yeah, that no, was the no. thing. I, I'm thinking back to this as well. I used, yes. to play, I used to play so much Commando. It used to be my main format. And no one was having those pregame talks back then. Sure. And I didn't feel like there was a need for them. Although everyone groaned when people were playing Sylvan Pine yeah, Order before the ban and the stuff. Yeah, but that was the end of it. That was the end of it. And then what started happening was, well, we've got these ultra-optimized decks. We have a new way of playing the format emerge in the way of CEDH, which is cool. We started mm -hmm. seeing content creators just for CEDH, which is cool. And then it was, okay, is this a CEDH deck or a, a regular commander deck? But then even within the regular commander deck, it was high level, low level. Yeah. And then they needed to do the one through 10. And then, seven and then we came in now with rule zero. We yeah. came in with rule zero conversation and none of it's working. And I'm seeing so many people, because you know too, as a content creator, we do have our ear to, a, we hear from a lot of the community. Mm -hmm. And everyone's like, I sit down at the table and this happened. And it's just so, it's not the type of game I wanted to play. They lied during the rule zero conversation or they misled or they're so, doing this or he didn't want to tell me what his win condition was. And then I don't like that win condition. But I, I think, so here, here's my controversial yeah. take on it all, which I've, I've, this is not a new thing. I've talked about this on my channel quite a bit. You but have like, a YouTube channel? A YouTube, oh my God, you, you, you 30 have minutes a YouTube in, 30 channel. Minutes in. Anyway, anyway, anyway. So I think that we have to an extent babied people through the use of the rule zero, and I do mean babied, I've talked about this as a controversial term, babied people to be like, I don't like X, I don't like Y, you shouldn't do X, you shouldn't do Y, which was never the case five years ago, 10 years sure. ago when I was playing, when the pre-cons first started coming out, you'd talk to your mates, you'd say, oh, that's a bit scummy or whatever, but it was never like, you can't play Armageddon, you can't do this, you can't right. do that. And there was a lot of that in both content and the general community conversation. And I think some of it is healthy because some people don't want to play against Armageddon, so it's nice to have that conversation. But I do feel like people's opinions have been um, opinions. People's feelings have been propped up so much that people aren't willing to be like, oh, maybe I just need to learn how to play around scavenging ooze with my Carador deck or whatever, mm -hmm. you know? like. 
interaction and st staxy pieces and stuff are kind of frowned upon sometimes, not others, and it's just a weird place to be. It's a conversation that I kind of find just a bit tiring, honestly. And I don't think it's a conversation that there's any way to make it go away. Sure. I think that, and what I'm witnessing over the last five years is a compounding and growing nature of that conversation where I think at its heart, and I've said this on my channel before, I have a YouTube channel, a YouTube channel, you're sitting in it. Uh, but I've said that Commander is inherently broken. Yeah. And I, that, that means it, it was Magic the Gathering, the game system, wasn't designed for a multiplayer casual the thing with absurd. these cards. Like, Soul Ring is like a legal thing. The whole thing is nonsensical in terms of power structure. Like, it was never designed to be paid this way. Right. And it, Soul Ring's being legal and pumping people's like... There's no it, way you crazy. can fix it. It's crazy, yeah. Commander only works. Wild. This is... I'm going beyond rule zero here. Commander only works when everybody sits down at the table and pretends that it works. Yeah. And it will only work if you all pretend that it works. And if you don't pretend it works, then it doesn't work. And that, then when you sit down and you see it not working, she just raffle stomped me with that, that, that deck, and you get upset she shouldn't have done that, then you're saying it didn't work, and then it doesn't work. But you have to say, she just raffle stomped me with that deck. <laughs> what a fun format. You have to say that is okay. But Magic players are not saying it's okay. No. And so what's happening is, is it's like, we're, it's like when you point out that, that the illusion, when you target an illusion, the illusion goes to the graveyard. Yeah. And Commander is an illusory, bound together by our, our shared social belief. We manifest it. You we know, people say, it. you go out in the world and you manifest the world you want to see. Right. That is, that is Commander. We, we manifest it through our communal agreement that this format is fun. And sometimes you're sat there, you're not having fun. Like, and you're like, I'm meant to be having fun. You got to- You have to say, really... I am having fun. You have to sit there but, and you have to take what it. Happens? Take it all. Yeah, woof. Okay, when you have that conversation though around like, um, oh, I'm not having fun, she ruffles something, that's not yeah. cool, whatever. Then you get into this conversation where people then want to ban things to try and fix it into this place that they want. Can't be and done. Yeah, I, I hate our podcast to be purely agreement, but we're yes. going to agree on this one because I hate the conversation. And the thing is, magic has become a conversation about bans because banning used to be so rare. And now it's the norm in every format, right? right? It's the norm in every format. So now everyone who's played a bit of arena or played a bit of modern or whatever knows bands are common, real common. So now people are like, let's ban this, let's ban that. And it's a common conversation that I find around Commander so tiresome because you don't need to ban anything because the format doesn't mean anything. Right. It's complete nonsense. And we're meant to be having fun by doing nonsense together. So yeah, I get frustrated with the whole, I want this band, I want that band. Ban something as an example is a common thing that goes into the RC's yeah. philosophy. Ban Armageddon as an example, and I'm like, don't do that. Leave my Armageddon alone. Do you think there should be no ban list? Kinda, yeah, yeah kinda, kinda. Kinda do too. Yeah, yeah, I, I get, see, look, Mox Sapphire is actually far less powerful than Sol Ring, is a thing I always talk right. about, the Mox are actually weak compared to Sol Ring. But, yeah, because, the, the ban list is meant to be an example list, but it doesn't really make any sense because there's loads of cards that probably should be on there for making examples of things, I'm right. being an obvious one. And yeah, self-moderate and do the silly things that you can't do in other formats, but... I like the Canadian Highlander point system, which allows... I think allows... that's too complicated for Commander, though. But how is that too complicated? You're looking at... You just told me you 50... want people to rock up and play like as the accessible format, right. and now you want someone to go along and like get out a list of numbers and do a little spreadsheet to figure yeah, out what that's Yeah, but that just ma makes it so that Leovold can be illegal as a Commander, but the point system just makes it so that you don't run Teferi's Puzzle Box. I and, agree, and, and I like that sound of that. I do, yeah. but I don't know... I, I want Commander... Uh, this is like an ideal, platonic ideal sort of thing, to be as least complicated as possible in terms of getting to the table and playing. 
And I think modular band lists, right. point systems, they all go against that. I do agree with you. The idea that I can do anything I want by adhering to a point system is cool, but I don't have commanders the place for that, in my opinion. I want it to be simple yeah. and clean. So maybe the band list is the best. There way to is do that. no simple and clean unless you believe it's simple and clean. It just won't work, and and that's the thing. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, and there's there's no way because no matter what you you say, oh the the Leovold combo or whatever, but there's a million others in existence. And Banders Commander, then how do you fit? We're just no. throwing out things. Do you, do you like? Did you used to like it? I could make I could make so Leovold is this incredibly flavorful full card. Yeah. Uh, it looks like me a little bit. You uh, did a video on it. I did a video He's on biased it. Biased for that reason. Well, I, some people say my video helped push. Uh, uh, them over to get banned because at the time uh, the rules committee and I think it might I don't want to name names but like that they just didn't see it in their play group allegedly a lot or I don't know I don't I want to talk about that but my video was like why is this card legal and and it's like well here's how you make the deck completely legal and it's just so unfair and unfun. So how and do then, you feel about the band as commander as they used I don't, system? because I could just make a Leovold that was not, did not use those pieces. I could make a Leovold that's sure, an elf deck. Sure, But for people at home who have, don't know about this, because it's an old thing at this point, I'm, yeah. I'm an old man. There used to be a list of things you could play in your deck, but not as your commander. Right. That's like Kukusho, I think was one of them, Braids was one of them and stuff. And they they simplified, kind of the argument I was making, making yeah. things simple. But I do kind of like the idea that Leovold should be playable in some way. It's just him being in the command zone was the issue as such just I, I just don't understand when i can have a grand arbiter deck that is completely yeah, yeah, yeah. souped up with 100 legal cards and you say we had to ban uh leovold yeah because the the way that you do this is greatly unfun which i agree with that the way that you do this is 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 makes it a miserable experience i agree with that but there's a million other ways I can replicate that same thing, and I choose okay. not to. I ch I will not. So you choose not to. What about people who want to grief at events and things? Go to the local store. They show up sit with their grand arbiter. So why is Leovold banned? They show up with stacks and Urza stacks. Oh, so you're what? saying that like, you can grief anyway? So you why are we banning anyway. one particular? Yeah. yeah, okay, I can see that. Can why see is that. Iona banned? They said, well, because theoretically, if I'm on mono color, oh, for, I can yeah. get locked out. And it's like there's so many other ways I can. But ruination's fine, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> yeah. all kinds of stuff. It's just the thing is, is that you can't ban it so that I can't grief you. You can't ban it so that I can't have an imbalanced power you know, deck, you can't ban it so that cards that disrupt your ability to play, they say, well, the recent banning of Hull Breacher, one of the big things mm -hmm. they said, and I agree with them. This is the crazy thing is I agree with Hull Breacher being banned and simultaneously think a ban list is meaningless, is they said what happens is, is that it stops you from being able to just play and that's what we don't want, but I can make decks that stop you yeah. from being able yeah. to play Easily and, and that's with legal also cards. a valid strategy yeah. in a game of Magic. So people I'm not, love it. Yeah. So I'm not saying people should go to every game of uh, of uh, EDH and be like, I'm going to try and stop my opponents from playing any Magic. Of course not. But I'm saying that should be an option that is there for people to do for people like myself who enjoy that way of creating a puzzle the opponent has to solve, sort of thing. And so yeah. It's a whole bunch of the example of not right. letting people play Magic. I'm sorry. There's only a finite amount of fun at a table. Yeah. And I'm having more of it if I can. <laughs> and. The only way Commander works is that if I choose, we're going to have people coming over in a couple nights to play Commander, I choose not to pull out my Urza Stacks deck. Yeah, yeah. That's the only way. Is well, you can't ban me into behaving. And that's where Rule Zero works, right? Because you have that conversation. Ah, I, and then maybe somebody goes, oh, I'm fine with Stacks because I've got this. Yeah, yeah. And anecdotally, I, I'll never forget, I had uh, Chase Mana Curves on for a video, mm -hmm. and she said, oh, I'm, uh, uh, is everyone okay? I've got Hole Breach from this deck. And I thought, that's fine. It means I can't cast card draw spells. 
What she meant was that was shorthand for it's whole butcher plus a load of wheels. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that was how people were referring to it. This is a whole butcher deck. Oh, that means whole butcher plus wheels. Because right. in my head, I'm like, whole butcher is playable without wheels, right? It's a perfectly right. reasonable magic card without wheels. It was with wheels. So I guess once we build the the so we're moaning about people like wanting other people not to play in certain ways, but that conversation, building that language helps us to have that conversation. Absolutely. It's just not a conversation about bands necessarily. It's a conversation with your friends about are you playing X, then I'll play Y because it's on a similar power level. Or please could you not play X because my decks aren't gonna compete with that, I guess. So it's interesting, interesting. I want to ask you a question as a content creator because I've heard a criticism lobbied against us, I'm sure you have, that in many ways the, these problems are because of all the content content creators are creating. Sure. I make a video called, let's talk about five hidden gems in Commander or something to that effect. And they're no where, longer hidden anymore. Right, they're no longer hidden. And I, I have legitimately, some people are just being silly, but I have legitimately people in the comments that say, I hate you making this video because now these cards are gonna go from 50 cents to $5, which with my videos that doesn't happen, but with like Saffron Olive or Command Zone or a few other creators it yeah. does. But with mine, it never, I because I still pick very weak. I have my own vibe I do. But uh, uh, nonetheless, some people argue we're making the cards cost more. Some people argue we're showing people the, the most I do my evil solutions and show off these yeah. things. And, and they're like, now you taught people how to use Leovold. That's the thing. People didn't know how to use Hull Breacher. You made all the Hull Breacher wheels, deck text. You're talking about another content creator. She was making her content. You know, uh, uh, Mana Curve's got uh, Hull Breacher banned. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what it is. I mean, I think it's a ludicrous, right. uh, a ludicrous accusation. Right? Can you imagine people being like, oh, I don't like it because you've taught someone how to cook rice properly about, <laughs> about cooking channels and stuff, right? There, there is that criticism that it's the stupid. fault is it's on stupid. us. There you go. That's, that's my reaction to it. Yeah, I think it's stupid. It's stupid. And if we weren't doing it, there would be other things. So when I first got into Commander, back when, before the first pre-cons, right. we're talking 10 years ago, more than 10 years ago, I was on like the source and stuff like that, looking at people talking about it initially, like online web forums, right? right? And then it moved to, to Reddit, and then there's content creators start making it and stuff. There would always be someone or some group discussing things. But it was so which small, things, and you had to go looking for so it, and now the, it, But it, so was Commander yeah. at that time. And you just, even if we weren't doing it, Reddit will be doing it, right? There'll be a Reddit thread talking about it. Like, people, it will always happen. It will always raise to the top. Knowledge always becomes available thanks to the internet, right? So yeah, it's a stupid thing to get an audio content creator over, in my opinion. This is this is also why when uh, there was that infamous uh, uh, article slash podcast by Mark Rosewater, whatever you want to label it as, where, where he talked about all this sweeping ideas, just ideas, talking, he was just talking out loud about, you know, things that might fix or improve or refine Commander. And I actually, I had uh, Olivia on and we, we we people were very upset because we were just like, no, you don't need to do that and you don't need to do that. And and yeah. and uh, such, but I think that people were leaning into, like, save us, Rosewater, save the format by, you're gonna, he's gonna come in with his wrench and be like, here's what it needs and, and fix it up. And I, the reason why we're like, you don't need that is because it's not ever, you can do all of that and it's still gonna have these inherent fundamental problems that just, you're just gonna have to accept it and just but, go, just deal with it and just go, ha 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 it's, it's, part, it's part of the appeal in some yeah. ways, right? Because you, you get to have this conversation, you get to be an enthusiast, you get to engage with content creators, watch that content, make your own content. Like there's a whole richness of a tapestry that you can get involved with because of the problems. The fact that Commander is inherently broken is its biggest strength because it allows me to do things in Commander that I can't do in other formats. And it's not just that if I've got five people or 10 people over that it's easier to socialize with magic with them. 
because it's multiplayer, but also it allows me, I've got formats where I can't build the kind of decks that I want to build and play them successfully. Yeah. Modern, for example, will not let me just build whatever I want. I can't just be like, I'm going to make a, a Kithkin deck in yeah. Modern and actually win with it, but I can make a Kithkin deck in Commander. And while, depending on how I construct it, it might not always get there, it can get there. Yeah, you, you get given space and breathing room to do silly things in Commander, which you can't. I mean, my entire brand for the longest time was playing decks that are bad. Kithkin Tribal, Horse Tribal in Modern. Yeah, I videos. think I, didn't I yeah. steal that from you, Kithkin Tribal? Uh, no, no, I don't videos. think so. No, yours was Minotaurs, right? Minotaurs, Horse Tribal, stupid right, stuff. Like stuff like that. My like win the, rate is very low in those formats for those reasons. But there's an interesting, there's breathing rooms of how slow the games are, but also there's the political aspect that isn't part of any other format. Right. So you can sit at a table, you're playing a stupid deck, someone can stick up for you, someone can interrupt you getting killed. You know, right. the, the famous, oh, I can king make or not king make, or just keep you in the game by swords to plowshare and the attacker. Right. That stuff makes this environment that is so different to every other format and allowing you to play weird stuff. But I think I haven't even stated it because it's fully, uh, because it isn't just silly decks. I can make, there are aspects like, obviously I'm known for liking merfolk, but there's aspects for the way in which the merfolk interact with one another that isn't tribal-based, that's just that I enjoy that tempo swarm, and maybe legacy won't allow that, or, or standard doesn't have that, or pioneer doesn't have that, and I can construct decks like that. People who like land destruction can construct that in Commander, and that's yeah. actually why I start getting afraid of all the that's not fun, land destruction isn't fun, we're gonna ban things or make rules changes or do things like yeah, this to stop yeah. it, and it's like, hey, where else can I play land destruction but in Commander sort of thing, and it, it isn't just about silliness or griefing, it's just Commander is the only format because of the way that it's so broken that allows you to play anything and, and have fun yeah, and win and enjoy yourself. It's more of a yourself. canvas than other formats tend to be. More of a canvas. Yeah, because you get to be creative in what you do. I mean, I, I try to be creative in the other formats, but you can't win, and the other formats are about winning, right? right? You're not going to walk up to the main event of a GP, play Horse Tribal. Right. Well, maybe you would. I've known people go to events they and play do that. decks. It's, it's yeah, hilarious. yeah. I've seen someone play Ox Tribal at a modern yeah, FNM yeah. and go 0-4, you know? But it's but a gimmick. It's a it's, shit. It's a gimmick and you know you're not going to win anything. And, and and with Commander, the winning's not even the important part. It's the stories and the... And the that, yeah. that, that's the appeal of Commander over other formats for me. Right, right, right. And, and so that's another one of its strengths. So it, this isn't to disparage it, but it is to say that we have to acknowledge that it is that you can't perfect it. Okay. You must accept and embrace, not just accept, but embrace yeah. the imperfections. Do when someone think... destroys all your lands on turn four, you need to laugh about it and go, <laughs> this is crazy. I don't get to play. And then hopefully, hopefully, before everybody in the comments starts letting their bleeding hearts pour over the page, they you need to be able to then shuffle up and get another game. Yeah. And not just yeah. be like, and then they lock you out again, and then they lock you out again, and then they lock you out again, because that isn't fair or fun, but that is also what I mean, where the person with that land destruction must control yourself, April, and and keep and 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 keep something else coming to the table so that other people get a chance and get a different experience. So we must all agree to the illusion of the format. So you think the beauties are the imperfections of the format? Yeah, that's my Okay, belief. so I have to ask you, and then we kind of, we touched upon it at the very beginning, and maybe it's a good end to bookend the whole conversation mm -hmm. is, do you think those imperfections are trying to be addressed 
by the stuff being designed directly into it, the, the pre-cons, the, the staples that we started talking about, do you think that's Wizards, like Mark Rosewater with his article in his, mm. his series, trying to, to perfect it they don't need to? Do you think they should leave off the gas a little bit? Because there's a lot of Commander product. Every set, there's at least two decks now. There's supplementary sets. Modern Horizons, the joke is, for a long time, it's Commander Horizons, right? Right. Because some of the cards in there are evidently for Commander. Hogak was meant to be a Commander card. And right. everything else. Do you think that they're trying to perfect it when it doesn't need to be? Of course. And they should leave off? You have to... There's two questions, really. But. You have to maintain it. You have to look at it. But I also, I think that embracing some of the faults of Commander goes a long way. But I also do feel, and we've had even on this where we spoke with uh, uh, literally Wizards of the Coast was in here and we were talking about white and what white needed yeah, and Commander in Commander. Yeah. And, and they were saying, it's I can't say anything, but stay tuned. And lo and behold, stay tuned. They haven't done enough, perhaps, but they've done a lot. Yeah, They've yeah, done a lot to address it. And I, I would say at the end of the day, what they've done to address, say, white's role in Commander has been better than them not addressing it at all. Yeah, I haven't thought of it like that. So I'm very much like, don't design for Commander. That's right. what I want to be. But you are right. The changes and the conscious changes they're making for White has been an improvement to the... Been a big improvement. So maybe I'm a bit too harsh in saying don't design for Commander. you got to pick your battles. Yeah, yeah, And okay. you know the old saying, when you've got a hammer, everything looks like a nail. And that is why when... Not just, I don't want to just like, Mark Rosewater is not the only person <laughs> designing cards. Like, you too, <laughs> Gavin. I know you did Arcane Signet. That was you. I still love you, but... Yeah. <laughs> I don't forget Arcane Signet. Uh, but, you know, when you have a hammer, everything looks like a nail. And when your brilliant minds, which I will believe till the end of days, that, you know, R&D yeah. and, and design team and, and all that stuff, these are brilliant people. And, you know, they're going to make sets that you draft and sets that you play standard constructed. And then all of a sudden, here's the hottest format. It's Commander. And they go, mm, let me look at that. Oh, oh, well, maybe we need to change this and change that. Yeah. Slow your roll. But I guess they are feeling what the community wants, right? They, people ask them for four colors. Don't ever listen to the community. Yeah, yeah. No, no one really knows what they want until you give it to them. But right. also, don't give them what they say they want either. I'm joking when I say don't listen to the community based on. Although Four Color Legends community. was a mistake, just just for now. I, I do think, but I do think that was a yeah. mistake. Yeah. I think that. But offering... is this old men shouting at clouds? So I remember when you play with your whatever Three Color Legends you can get from Shards Block. You know, right. That was the old school commander before the precons and stuff. And now there's Four Color, Five Color. There's so many. Every set has a Five Color commander that's obviously designed for commander. Right. Are we being old men shouting at clouds because we miss? Is it nostalgia? Is there an element of nostalgia there? I think there is a little bit. I have to check myself a bit. Commander five years ago was a lot more mellow. Yeah. You would play it in between rounds of standard at your game store or after the standard event, the people who wanted to stay would sit around and get a commander game. Yeah. It wasn't as intense. It wasn't on the, the radar. It wasn't in the main the feature. It was a fun dessert. And now it is the main or the main meal. Uh, and it was a fun dessert. And I think that sometimes having dessert for dinner, you can start to feel a little sick. And <laughs> that might be what we're experiencing now, but I don't think that Commander is going anywhere. We did no, our video, we, we called it, we did our video, Commander is the future of Magic the Gathering before it had fully become- Two years ago, I think it was, we checked earlier. It was oh, roughly did two we years check ago. it was yeah. two? 2019. It was, it was on the way, we saw where it was going, yeah. but it wasn't, it was before Commander Legends, it was yeah. before the year of Commander yeah. was even announced. Yeah. And, and I felt very justified when they said, this is the year of Commander. And I'm like, well, a year ago, Vince and I said, Commander is the future of Magic the Gathering. And, and we got a really good call on that. And I'm going to say now, 
Commander is still probably the future of Magic the Gathering. It's not but... the future, Brian. It's, it's currently the present of, of Magic the Gathering. Like, I mean, there's Arena out there that's trying to keep this the 1v1 dream alive, but Commander Don't... is the main... Do you still agree they're never going to put Commander on Arena? It just can't be done. You'd need to put every card. No, but... They're just going to need to grow the Brawl format into being Commander light. Yeah, but they're never going to get full play onto that Arena client, are they? Oh, that's right. They'll never... Well, it... Yeah. So is the, the, this is this is all high, high, um, conjecture at this point. Will they do an Arena 2 to do that? Or is it, potentially, that Paper Magic is Commander, that's where they sell packs, and then Arena can be their... Digital thing. The eSports dream, inverted commas. <laughs> that one. Who knows? That's, that's a lot of conjecture, right? I think that there is going to be a longing for a palette cleanse amongst yeah, the player definitely. base. I think that while GPs themselves are not coming back... There is going to be competitive magic events that places other than Wizards of the Coast, like Channel Fireball, We're about to see it. We got are, are going to hold. I don't want to get off into that other topic, but like yeah, you know, other places. Even if Wizards won't do the Pro Tour and GPs, then someone else will do it, do a, a bit of a, a version of it. And I think players are going to enjoy sitting down for one v one with Pioneer and Modern. You know, we started talking at the beginning of this episode about content creation, and I didn't get out that, yeah, when I do Commander videos, they perform better than if I do a, a video on a standard deck tech or something like yeah, that, of course. Yeah. But I do a Pioneer video and I can literally chart when Pioneer came out and I did Pioneer videos and the views were high. And then when Pioneer had its, its mm -hmm. cool down, because I think we talked about that as well, Wizards mishandled it. But now I'm doing Pioneer videos and I can literally see the interest returning and it going back in. Uh, modern. It, yeah, it's some big, of my most popular videos recently have been modern. modern and historic, yeah. I, I think that we're going to see a robust and diverse format system, but Commander will be the center where draft and standard once were. Yeah, sure. And I sure. think that we went for a time where Commander was it. It kind of felt like Paper Magic was Commander. I can't, uh, yeah, no, I agree with you, but I don't know if it. I feel like it's coming back modern. Modern and Pioneer I hope really. So. I really off. hope so. I love I'm impressed Pioneer has still got legs, but well, it does. I, I, I've had people quite upset with me when I joke, I just joked about it being dead format. And yeah, people Pioneer have been upset creators. About it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sure. Pioneer creators. You know, we love you. Yeah, but people love it. I hope so. But Go I, check out Crew 3 podcast. I do still think that uh, the main event of most Magic Fests and tournaments, not Fests because that's the, the Wizards brand and stuff, but the, the, the things that come that used to be like Magic Fest, the new GP format, whoever's doing it, I think Commander will probably be the central glue that holds it all together. Kind of like you are saying, replacing Draft. Yeah. And then there the will center. be side events and there will be a main event, but people don't go for that. They'll be going for the Commander. We're going to be at a, a future event. This next one is a big modern uh, uh, emphasis, but I think we're gonna be at a future event where everyone's playing Commander, like maybe a year from today. Maybe, I don't know if it'll be Command Fest, probably. I think Wizards will do a Command Fest, sure. is my guess. But let's just see this. You're at Command Fest, everyone's playing Commander, and then someone's gonna say, hey, 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 hey friends, I have a novel idea. I have a modern deck here. And everyone's gonna go, oh my goodness. Oh, you know, I have a modern deck, and then, Instead of doing Commander as the when you finish up with your event and you want a little dessert, you're going to get a little 1v1 just for a palate cleanse. Yeah. And it's just going to flip. But I don't think that the 1v1s are going to go away. I think it's going to be nice to have that palate cleanse and nice to get that experience. And the biggest thing in some ways that's broken about Commander is there is no way, and I will go to the grave believing this, there is no way outside of CEDH for non-CEDH commander to have a competitive 
system or tournament. Yeah, you can't do it. You could not have GP Commander unless it was a CEDH so, sort of so, thing. So the future really depends upon what the competitive appetite of like the average Magic fan is. If people want to you know, go and test their metal, Commander's not the place to test their metal. No. So that, that's, that's the future we're looking but at. But I think that somebody saying, hey, I've got a, a little battle box of Popper decks here, Anybody, and, and a couple of people are like, yeah, let's do that just for a few games, and then we'll get another Commander or cube, thing. Or cube. Yeah, a cube. Uh, people walk around. You remember GPs? People walk around with a sign that just says cube. I, I've already tweeted out saying if people yeah. are up for the next one, if oh, yeah. people look and play cube, hit me up. Fantastic stuff. Fantastic stuff. There is something that I, I wanted to talk about, which we haven't touched on yet. And if we're talking about now versus five years ago, never mind all the popularity of Commander, never mind all of those issues that we've talked about that both work and do not work, and even never mind how many cards are being designed for Commander. What about simply the Commander decks, where five years ago, Commander precons were once a year, mm -hmm. and you got four to five of them, depending on the year, mm -hmm. and now, not only do you get four to five of them once or twice a year, because this year, we had four to five twice this year, mm -hmm. plus every set has two to four yeah, in them. And I don't, without getting into, without getting into original made for commander designs, just in the idea of, is this going to make commander decks less special? Are we going to start looking at a commander precon on a shelf the same way we once looked at an intro pack on a shelf where it was like, what is this? Yeah. Wipe, 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 wipe my feet with this well, sort of I thing. I think we're kind of already there and that's where the design for Commander stuff stops it from happening. Mm -hmm. they're, they're probably aware of it, right? Because intro packs were laughable. No one ever wanted an intro pack. Right. So they started doing like foil promos, didn't they? Try and spice them up. Right. They still didn't work. That's kind of where we're at with Commander right now is that the couple of staples carry them, right? The new It's the new face legends or the things like Doctor Extortions that carry that product. People buy it to get themselves the new blue-white flicker command. Right. I, I think that the commanders are carrying it less, though. I think they once carried it, but now the only reason that these new Innistrad precon decks are, are the hottest thing is because of the reprints in them. They really spiced up. Well, I'm not going to attempt to say the name, but you know that this was a much-needed reprint, and now that commander precon right now is selling for or pre-selling for $48, which is above MSRP, whereas its counterpart, which doesn't have a spicy a reprint in it, is selling for less than MSRP. Well, this is but, what we want, right? We want them to be used as reprint platforms. That's great. But the Commander Precons from the last Innistrad set, which was just a month or and a half ago, are both selling for like $27. But when they came out, they were selling for... $40. Well, there's this weird balance because like having the deck be $27 or whatever is a good thing because it allows you to get new players in and to pick up new stuff and get the commander, because people are buying them for the commander still, regardless of what it is. It's either buying them to be, give you an entry point or get in the commander. They're the two reasons. So it's good that they're cheap. I would love them to reprint. We've always talked about mana bases, right? We print stuff into the mana bases. Right. Every mana base should be a reasonable mana base. They never are. But then you have this, you have this balancing act to do is that when you make them too good, they pre-sell for too much and they sell out because they're only, they're not limited print. They don't sell out. They're, they're, they'll, you can order as many as you want on Amazon at that price. They'll be happy to oh, what, even they the fulfill them. So what? They, they do sell out, but they, with Amazon, they they really, they will happily take your money Because I'm, I'm Okay, so I don't buy product from Amazon. You know a lot more being the product guy than this. Yeah. My experience of the Commander decks in, the, in, in time has always been that one or two of them sell like hotcakes because yeah. of uh, your dock sides, your deflecting swats or whatever, your true name nemesis. And then there's a couple left in that pack and then you see them forever more in your game store, online, right. on eBay. No, you accurate. see them all the time. So 
there's a delicate balancing act of we can sit here and be like, they should reprint better stuff in it. But if they do that, people buy all those out, and then there's these SKUs, whatever they're called, stuck in people's game stores with the other one. They're like saying the other one's now $20 or whatever. Right, but So what, where's point, the balancing act? I agree with you. Well, no, no, no. This is, we've had that conversation. I, I really agree with you that like, having these commander decks for 27 bucks, I mean, I urge you, if you're going out to get an Innistrad commander deck, do not spend $48 on one that in two months when Kamigawa comes out or three months when Kamigawa comes out will be $27. Oh, okay. I'm following What I'm that. saying, though, is that we can use this as a way to gauge interest, which is, does anybody care about the brand new Commander Precons that came out just six weeks ago when, when nobody's picking them up? We only care about the new thing on the shelf, and then it's forgotten down the memory hole, and it sure. used to be, you could say, the year where they did the planeswalkers as commanders, the year where they did the two color and you know commanders, the yeah, year they did the four not, color ones. Because it's not now it's like, yeah, sure. can you name to me who the commanders were? No, from no. and also I, I won't even buy the precons. I, I will I will pick up like the single of the legend off of a website when it's cheap anyway, right? right. Because that's an easier way of doing it. But and that feels a yeah. lot more. Five years ago, Vince, I know for a fact that if we were had been doing the. Podcast it was then. hype. It was real it was hype hot when it came out. Yeah. And real hype. And it was also not just that. It was building something very memorable. And if I said to you in that hypothetical podcast, what do you think of this year's Commanders versus last year's? You would have had opinions and things. Yeah, you would have been like, oh, yeah. this and this and this. And you'd remember them. You could, prob you could probably still. So, so off, off camera, we were talking about how many of there been and when were they. And I was right. like, was that the third or fourth one? And then we went through them and we could, oh, that was the experience camera right. year. That was the planeswalking year. We it. literally did this off camera a moment ago, didn't we? You don't remember the Commanders no, from six weeks ago. No, I, don't, I have no idea. And before anyone says, well, that's just because <laughs> you're content creators and you're forced to consume it all. It's not. It's an effect that happens when you're making so much that it becomes less special. Yeah, of course. I mean, the, the, it's very hard to debate that they're not as unique or a spectacle or a hype moment anymore because right. they're I'm, every single set. That's I want to be really that. clear that my point isn't Magic the Overload, which we've both talked about. My, it isn't That's that. true, though. My point yeah. is, is that are we turning this shining pillar of, of product into intro packs in terms of people's interest and like? And if so... Is that not a good thing? Do we uh, do we really want Commander to be the McDonald's of formats? McDonald's has yeah. billions sold. McDonald's has billions sold, and we're making billions of Commander products, and they're selling. But there's nothing special about McDonald's. And and are we taking what was really something special, and we're just going to make it so that it's not? I just loved those once a year Commander decks so much, and they meant so much to me as a player. And even though I disagreed with how many unique commander cards were in them, they they were just the best product Wizards ever made. And now it's just like a Big Mac comes out with every set. Yeah, yeah. And also the, the hype and excitement and the chase rares, if you will, yeah. are now in the supplementary sets. Because there's a lot, that, like the Modern Horizons, New Commander Legends, the draftable stuff, they've got all the real chaseable, exciting stuff in them, more so than these pre-cons. The commanders but, were the stuff of legend, pun intended. But they really were. It was like... Oh, it's the Azuri, yeah. and he's been completed now, yeah. and and this is wild and experience counters. And then I go, oh, but the secondary commander is Cassetto from Kamigawa, which they say we will never ever return to. But now we've gotten a character from Kamigawa, and it's expanded snakes from one color into two color, and so I can do snake 
commander in, in Simic instead of of, of we, Mono yeah, Green. But we get that. We get that in And command. now it's like, what was the last commander? No, I don't no. know. So what we, are these? We, we, I don't know. It's a we do get that. We do get that, but not in the commander product. Yeah. It's Command Legends Horizons, right? You see all the throwbacks to old sets, the cool, interesting stuff that you're excited for. The current commander products are right. you're you're already a bit bored already of Midnight Hunt. Here's two Midnight Hunt commander decks, you're like, okay, it's the same, it's more werewolves and more gothic horror. It's, right. the, it's the same trope again. Well, like you're saying, used to be you get a random commander from an old set and you're like, oh, Kamigawa. Yeah. And when Plane Chase came out, we got ninjas again and right. that many moons ago. You do still get that, but it's in these supplementary sets because Modern yes. Horizons and Command Legends are the same thing. A new Baron Sen gear. Right. right. You get excited for. They're not in the commander products because the commander products just blur into the normal sets because they're every single set. And... I don't know. It's good for it's good for new players, I guess. Maybe I, I'm struggling to have an opinion. I guess the it's question not for is, me. and not I'm not, me. I'm not. I really am trying not because I really don't want people to just say this is just they're doing magic the overload or magic the oversaturation again. It's not that those new players that are going to pick up these Innistrad decks are they going to think on the face? Can name name the commanders for the two Innistrad decks that are coming out? Uh so we've already had zombies. That was Midnight Hunt. What is the? I do not know. I do not know. There's a there's a vampire one. There's a vampire one. That's the hot selling one. Is that the one that makes blood tokens doesn't not until end of turn? On one of its rules, is it mis misprinted? Do you really think that a new player picking up that commander deck will think on that product the way a new player picking up uh, the the uh, uh, Atraxa deck will think on that or the uh, uh, even? Even the tribal commander, the Ur Dragon uh, sure. commander. Yes, I think you think new, so. You new think players have a different perception of magic. They're in the honeymoon phase. I'm sat here. You're asking me as a content creator what those commander face cards are. I don't know them because it, it, they, they've had almost no bearing on what I'm doing. Right? I don't think this is because we're 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 over enfranchised content creators. I think that 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 we have gone from a sirloin steak to McDonald's. And 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 it's still McDonald's. It still fills you up. It still tastes good, and and it still sells a billion burgers. But it was it's the one night a year we're going down for our fancy dinner. One night a year, these four to five commander decks come out with with from all across the multiverse, the stuff of legend. And now it's every set we we stop at McDonald's on the way home from school. Sure, but I still I'm disagreeing with you. I think okay. I think they're a good entry point for new players who are still enamored and excited by Vampire Wedding. I can get my Vampire Wedding character that I like the look of and I see it on the face of it. That's exciting for them. It's not exciting for me sat at home playing I Legacy. I just don't subscribe to that philosophy. I feel that philosophy is an easy way to say, oh, well, you're just this and and, and stuff. And I hate when people say that to me when I, I bring something up and they go, that's just you. And and it's like, no, 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 I'm talking about what I'm trying to see and evaluate and take the temperature, stick my finger in the water and take the temperature. And I really think this is a result. How can you craft when you were previously crafting once a year, four to five commander decks, how can you craft the same quality and impact and resonance? Not power, I actually think the power is sure. fine. Not this, but resonance, craft, the art of it. Sure, that, that exists in another set. They've we're now doing- it. They've moved it. We're now doing all of this and it's just, we gotta get it done, we gotta get it done, we gotta get it done and out there. Yeah, that's, that's, there that's are how new people during this game right now right. Uh, because of the appeal of the set, right? Some people right. find it because of Strixhaven, because of the, the, the magical school vibe. Some people came for the Vikings. Some people came in for uh, vampire weddings, getting them in, right? Um, Dana Howell is a YouTuber who makes miniature painting, mm -hmm. and, and they have been tweeting about how this has drawn them in. Vampire weddings has drawn them in. <laughs> they're new, That's they're great. honeymoon, exactly. And they're gonna, and they've been told by people okay. like myself, 
Commando is your entry, really, to play with your mates and have a social time. So they're going to pick up those Commando decks. I agree with you that the older ones were cooler. There's, just, there's no disputing it, right? Having the same thing as the main set is boring, and that's not as cool. Right. All that cool stuff has been moved into supplementary sets. We have more interesting supplementary sets than we ever had before with Commander Legends and Horizons and stuff. So I agree with you on that. But it's just, it's, they just, they just switched gear. They changed purpose. The Commander decks are not the once a year spectacle that they once were. They're just things for new players to pick up. They are the intro decks. We're kind of agreeing in a way. Yeah. They are the intro decks for new players. Right. However, they're better than the intro decks ever were. Oh, 100% agree. Yeah, and, then <laughs> and I really also want to be clear that I in no way think that the Commander Precons... I, watch my reviews. Watch them. I'm still giving the Commander uh, Precons mostly with, I think there was one blip on there, uh, uh, A grades or, or right in that A minus to, to, to A plus range grades. I still think they are exactly what you should pick up. Uh, what, I'm not upset that they're $27. I urge you to buy the $27 ones of your choice. I sat down against one of the D&D pre-cons at a, a play group uh, a week ago and and I was and they didn't upgrade it and I was so delighted by the experience it was a lot of fun mm. they had a good time all of that speaking of D&D how do you feel about Commander Legends 2 not being uh magic IP but D&D Oh that's interesting I've just sat here and told you that Commander Legends where they put the cool stuff right. and now we've got less slots for that um, I, I'm excited to see Baldur's Gate like characters come back and stuff because I like that as a tangential thing. But I'd rather it was an exploration of Magic's history than D and D's. Honestly, yeah. Are you the same? I'm bummed that it's 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 Baldur's Gate. Uh, yeah. I, I I wish that Commander Legends was Magic: The Gathering. It's our opportunity to go into Magic's history. Yeah, yeah. But we've got but we've got we've got like Brothers War coming up, and so they are going back into the history with the standard sets. So maybe they're, again they're sw switching gear again and moving things around, right? Final question. Mm -hmm. What is the one thing more than anything else you want to see in Commander Legends 2? Uh, John Arenicus from Baldur's Gate 2 Shadows of Arm, the PC game. What about you? Better print quality.